Ooh, cheers. Cheers, buddy. Oh, oh. What's up, brother? What's been going on? Uh, you know, it's a uh, crazy life as we always are, right? Being a dad. Yes. And, uh, welcome to the Dad Life Podcast. Welcome. I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And it's summertime. You think now we have all this time to relax. <laughs> School's over. You know, it's just chilling time, but seems to be even we busier don't. than ever. Yeah. No, we, we have uh, no time, I think, for anything. Uh, but as always, Chris and I are drinking a beer to start this podcast off. This is a local guy. This is you and a brewing company, uh, Clear Days Juicy IPA. Uh, what do we, was it 5%er? Is this is a says? six. This 6%. is a six. Yeah. I had to go to the, uh, the state liquor store for this one cause they won't sell it in stores anything past five. Uh, okay. Welcome to Utah. Welcome. Ladies and gents. Always, always. I like this. I'm on a kick right now with the, oh, it's good. the, the juicy IPAs. Sometimes, you know, your preferences kind of change over time and yeah. that's what I've been into recently. So. No, this it, one's good. You only did a good job with this one. Smooth um, and delicious. We aren't going to spend a ton of time on the beer because we've got somebody in the wings that we've been excited for for the past few months. Um, obviously, everyone that listens to the podcast knows that Chris and I are diehard skiers, and we have probably the ultimate guest ski-wise uh, that we could ever get. So without further ado, we are going to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the man that made J-Skis, the man that has been in the ski industry for longer than I can even tell you, and I'll let him do more. Uh, but Jay, go ahead and unmute since I can't do it here for whatever reason. <laughs> Just asking me to ask you to unmute. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that, that was quite the intro. Thanks, guys. It's still just skiing so it's only in our small world that any of this matters but that's cool but well in our small world you are a, a huge player yep. um I'll, I'll let you um Thanks give us a, a, a quick background i think you grew up in the state of new york and uh attended college and and the university of buffalo and yep take us through how you got into the industry that you're in yeah well i've just loved skiing and um always uh wanted to just have more fun on skis and when i went to college i had an opportunity to spend the entire semester on one project i went to design product and graphic design was the the major and so they had a workshop there and i was like i want to make a twin tip ski and that was because i was snowboarding as well at the time and i was always just didn't really understand why skiing was really a hundred percent racing influenced and snowboarding was you know, way more freestyle, just go out there for the fun of it, do a bunch of tricks, get way more creative, Yeah. which skiing was missing. So like when I would be going on my snowboard halfway through the day, I'd be like, why can't I do this on skis? Like, cause skis aren't built that way. So I took that opportunity, made twin tip skis. They worked awesome. Moved home from university of Buffalo back to Albany, New York, and started making them in my garage, selling them to friends, going to trade shows eventually. And that's how line skis started that line, that brand. Um, a huge brand in yeah. in the face of skiing because, as you mentioned earlier, there was a a small period of time before snowboarding got huge where skiing was the cool thing. There was a very you know big freestyle mm -hmm. aspect to it, and then we kind of lost our way for a minute. A minute, um, yep. and the introduction of twin tip, twin tip skis and line skis, especially, you guys were the forefront of what I thought was the cool ski. Of all time, my first pair of lines were the uh, the Chronics back in nice. I think that's in two thousand five awesome. with the with the black crows on them. Uh huh. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, that's an awesome graphic. So, did you go to to school 
with that idea in mind to go and build no. skis or was this an idea you had because of a class you took? Um, I had an idea for many years just being a skier and snowboarder, but at the time of that, you know, those two sports were, you know, one was taking the wind out of the other sails. Snowboarding was just taking, everyone wanted to snowboard instead of ski. Yeah. If you and I younger, did too. You know? I, I switched yeah. over for a couple of years. And... Yeah, it's just more you could do on a snowboard at the time, you know. So I just always had in my head, I, I wish I could make that twin tip ski. And then I just, I just had the ability to. And I had a lot of friends that were making snowboards or I met people that were making snowboards. So it all seemed reasonable. Like it seemed achievable, even though really it's not. You know, I ended up going out of business like, twice essentially like people don't see it that way but that's the reality it was a yeah. struggle for solid 15 years to get up to the point where enough people that skied actually wanted these types of skis that's the challenge you know it's one thing to be like your buddy patch you on the back these things are so cool and you sell 100 or even if you sell a thousand even if you sell five thousand it's just not enough to finance everything required to run a business like that you know sure. when you're yep. when the real ski companies are making you know five hundred thousand. you know what i mean so um it, it was it was hard just because we were a little too ahead of our time which is usually typical but eventually you know the rest of the sport caught up and other brands started making that type of product and it became more mainstream so that you could sell enough you know to to, to, to run a legit business you know focusing on that type of demographic what an incredible um, story and challenge to take on uh, from this industry's perspective, because there wasn't any Jason Leventhal's before you. So you were paying. Well, I think there was, though. I think there was like that. You just didn't hear lot. about. No, I think the thing is like Rosignol, you know, that's a skier's last name. Um, you know, K2 mm -hmm. is like the first American ski brand, yeah. yep. but you know, you're talking many decades, Rosie's over a hundred years old. So people forget the story that went into it, but I think every ski company at one point was started by most of them by skiers, just sure. like me that wanted to bring their flavor to skiing. Um, I just happened to be the first after a very long gap, you know, where sure. there hadn't been a new ski company in probably 50 years. And then. You know, I, I kind of thought, oh, well, there's 100 snowboard brands. Why couldn't we start making skis, right? Sure. So, yeah. All right. Well, so I am actually uh, the only guy that stuck with skiing. So, there. <laughs> Suck it. Both yeah. Of you guys. I took a, a little detour <laughs> for a couple of years in the in the mid-90s when yeah. skiing was kind of taking a little bit of a dip. And that was yeah. just blazing. I was, I was on a function snowboard. I don't know if they were. Function is who inspired me to make skis. Are you serious? Well, yeah, because they were in Ellicottville and I would drive to the oh mountain or I'd take the bus or, you know, <laughs> when I was going to college there, I had a season pass and I got to know Eb, uh, who owned that, that factory. Yeah. And when I'd go in there, I'd just be like, wow, like, why couldn't I do this with skis? Like, it just seemed so reasonable and achievable, which otherwise I'm not sure I would have thought it was possible, you know, because... If you if you think about making a car, you'd be like, well, I'd have to be as big as Ford. That doesn't seem possible. But then you start seeing these little pop up car companies today, and you're like, maybe I could make a car. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's happening in other industries, even with beer. You know, it's like, oh, I'll never be, be able to do what Budweiser does. But sure enough, people just start making it in their garage, and and one person inspires others, and the more people doing the same thing, believe it or not, it, contrary to what you would think it actually helps your business grow because if you're the only company making a microbrew, it's kind of like a weird thing. 
It's yeah. like, should I trust it? Is it clean? Am I going to get sick from it? Is it actually taste good? You know, but when everyone's doing it, it's like, oh, hell yeah. And here's another flavor and another flavor. So you don't think twice about buying it and you want to support them. So it's, it's the same across the board. Uh, I want to, I'm going to let Chris talk more about skiing because I want to get to the, the dad portion. Uh, can you kind of sure. walk us through, um, you know, how you became a dad, how you love being a dad, you know, how long have you been a dad? How many kids are there? How'd you meet your wife? All that fun story. I, I got, I got one son, he's 17 and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an adventure for sure. It's a, I mean, shit, man, that's like such, so much, so many angles you could take <laughs> oh my on gosh. this question. Yep. I I, rapid fire, Jay. This is what it is. <laughs> I mean, just not, I mean, the, the fact is like, you never know until you, it's just, I mean, I create everything in skiing, but you, until you drop in, you just don't know and you won't, no matter what yep. someone tells you. Mm-hmm. I think that's true of getting married, buying a house, having a kid. I mean, just any, any relationship, anything you take on the business, it's like, it's always, I'd say greener on the other side until you jump in you're like, oh, okay, that's reality. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just like, it actually takes a lot of work. You yeah. know, it's yep. like pretty, it's not like a job where you go home at five and it's over, but you know, this is like your life. So, I mean, I'm on the, I'm, I mean, the hardest years are the first years obviously and like that's where you get tricked the most because everyone's like oh you're having a baby like congratulations <laughs> but you're actually like you just get pummeled you know what yep. i mean because it was it's one thing to do it for a day and like visit and say hi sure. but like to you know the 20 and that's both parents i'm talking about you know yep. so anyway just learning how to the relationship with your wife and you know job and balancing it and financially and the whole thing all of a sudden different things become not only important but critical like how are you going to pay for this and that and how are you going to yep. retire someday and get your kid through college and yeah so anyway it's just one big evolution like everything in life it's just a different a different step of all of that right and yep. the timing of things with your son being 17 years old you were yeah. having a a, a baby right in the midst of you creating this business in this industry yeah the, the to add on to it you know yeah the the well i sold line to k2 i mean we didn't even sell it. honestly they just they just kept it alive and paid off our debt and then i started working for k2 running line and then uh and same with full and full tilt which was their the boot company i started yeah. that brand with them that it was k2's brand that they wanted someone to run so when I started that is when my kid was like a couple of years old. So it was pretty like at first you're just like, yeah, I got to fly to Seattle every other month, you know, or whatever it is, or like trade shows and sales meetings and all this shit. And like, before you know it, like your kid's like five years old and you're like, okay, now like this kid actually knows what's going on. And like, I'm not there. Yep. And you mm-hmm. start missing it and being like, what's the value of like the, having this job or trying to like climb that ladder versus trying to hopefully your kid remembers you and as time goes on what happened to me was i got to that point where i was like okay i almost felt like time's kind of running out like if i'm going to go camping with them on the weekend and go skiing on the weekend and all this stuff i can't be like on planes going to europe and i don't know all this bullshit and i'm staying at a trade show talking to people about skis and at the same time i had in my head an idea that there was a different way to run a ski business. I could sell direct to consumer 
market on you know social media, just go all digital yep. and not have to go to trade shows, not have sales meetings, not have sales reps, not sell to dealers, no distributors, and just go direct. And that I I had a I I, I had a theory that I would be able to actually not have to leave really to do that. Yeah. And it and it and so I left K2 in 2013 and started J Skis, just a direct to consumer e-com ski business and a lot of people are like you're never gonna be able to sell enough skis that way but like you make four times the profit so you don't have to sell as many skis mm -hmm, right to be sustainable and i didn't i didn't do all those trips i didn't have to i mean i was working my kitchen table i was home i was able to go skiing so from the prime years of my kid's life like you know he's like 10 10 years old or yeah like 10 years old plus mm -hmm. i had this like transition to like being here of course i was working like freaking to one in the morning and waking yeah. up at freaking five <laughs> in the morning so i could pretend that i had nothing going on because you're answering you're, everybody <laughs> on your your social yeah, platforms yeah, you were answering me and all the questions i had as a skier so i was super <laughs> like oh my gosh this is the experience <laughs> i want as a skier with the product i'm going to be using so i believe yeah, that was you always so, answering me <laughs> yeah i was i I like in the early days, I did everything in like the first two years. Then I hired some one person and we got more. Now we're to the point where we have other customer service people helping doing all that and doing running a lot of that. So, yeah, I mean, it's evolved, but I'm like glad I made the call. And I just instead of climbing that corporate ladder and somewhere else, I just tried to like create my own my own world and just did it. everything I didn't like doing before. I just didn't do. And how would I do it if I did the opposite basically and that's what i've yeah. carved out but don't get me wrong like i spent 15 years basically failing to figure out what i could do to yeah. succeed yep <laughs> and also burning a ton of time you know <laughs> but i mean yeah like we for, for forever or for since for jay skis like i'm in a hotel room at like 11 30 at night you know on the computer so that the next morning which i wake up at six so that by eight i'm with my wife and kid, and we're walking to the beach and having breakfast as if like I'm on vacation too, but yep. you got to make up for it somewhere. Sure. You know what yep. I mean? Do you so, think it, had you not had your son, you might still be with line working for K2, the parent company? Um, it's hard to make that call, but do you think that the birth of your son kind of re-evaluated well, like, everything? for you yeah eventually it definitely helped it was like a heavy ingredient in motivating me to take a risk and leaving that leaving a secure job like my wife was like you gotta be out we I, we need to be guaranteed that you're gonna make at least that much and it was like yep. so i had to get an investor that would make sure i could cover it those first few years when i was losing money yeah you know and but I mean, the flexibility of working for myself is great but that's another like it's always green on the other side it's like it is, but then it never, it's always on your shoulders. Like yeah. middle of the night, you run, you know, like you're thinking about it 24 seven. Mm -hmm. But you know, like my crew knows, like I, like during COVID, I ended up selling Forefront. That was a business I acquired a few years ago. And then I sold it right in the middle of COVID for like, we had just finally gotten it profitable. And I was like, I spent 40 days on, we got this, a boat we had, we were part of like a group that rented a boat. Mm -hmm. like they had this thing in our town. So it's like during COVID, my kid has nothing to do. My wife's like working. I'm like, I can't have this kid sit in this house all day. Like we, we, we both agree. We all agree. Okay. Let's try this boat thing. 
but he would just like check out the reservations online and be like, <laughs> Hey dad, is the boat's ready at 10 o'clock. Like, and I'd be like, I'd have a bank meeting at like 10 30 and I just feel like, all right, let's go. I just, I started to evolve during COVID into like more of a, like I was still stressed and like caring a lot about my business, but I got to that point where I was like, if I, if I always made him the priority in these situations, before you know it, I'm on the boat, we're fishing, and I'd just be like, okay, I got to call the bank. And like for 15 minutes, I do that. I would have never done that yeah. before. I never would have said, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I got a meeting to, at whatever. I, I would have been like, oh, I can't go anywhere. I got a meeting. I got to stay in the office. Then like one thing leads to another. But like he he's helped motivate me to try to find that balance or like force the balance. Yeah. It's almost like forced, you know, yep. because like today he went to work and I just stayed in my house and worked all day. Yep. Like if he wasn't, if he didn't, I probably would have justified getting my ass outside and doing something with him. And sure enough, nothing's lost at work. Like yeah. you can always make up for it, but it's very hard to do that otherwise. Yeah. That's a deep message. You heard it first. Radisson, yeah. dad, ski company <laughs> owner, just said being a dad is is. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. Shape the way he he runs his business and his life. It's yeah. I've I've worked from incredible. home, so I work for Duolingo, the language app, and luckily oh. we're based out of Pittsburgh. And obviously, I don't live in Pittsburgh, so I've worked from home for six years, and then before that, I did another three. Uh, for another vendor in the higher ed sector, that's my my job. And yeah, it's you kind of hit it on the head, right? Where you know I have a, a daughter and a son, and if they've got shit going on, then I can be like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this meeting real quick. And I'm gonna sign off, and I'm gonna go do that thing, and I'll be right back. And it's it's yeah. that balance of just, hey, I'm gonna make both work, however it's gonna work. And my kids, I mean, when COVID finally, it, it hasn't ended, obviously, but it's still yeah. around. But I've started to travel again and it was a shock to my kids. I'd been home for two years straight. Like right. they, were, they were not ready for me to leave for five days or however. Are you long. thinking maybe you should find some other way of not having to leave home now? I don't know. It's uh, I <laughs> you don't want to admit it on the air, but like, like half know, of me, half of me. Could you do it? Could you do the same exact job or ish yeah. job or leverage your skills and be able to be home? Cause to me, there's a countdown to when like he's leaving the college in another two years. Yeah. Like that created that countdown. I think like once it got to like middle, like high school, I was like, oh shit, four yeah. years. Like, okay, let's go on the boat. You know, yeah. let's go like this year, instead of going, there's a week that he has off in February. And I, every year I go to this magazine product test for years and years and years. And this is the first year I go, you know what? I'm just not going to go. Let's go to California and go skiing. Cause like, when yeah. am I going to go if I don't do it now? Yep. Like I, I kind of have that, like it, it, it can stress you out too. Cause you're like, I have to do this, yeah. you know? And sometimes you can't, you know, but yeah, it's just, it's not even priorities is sometimes you have to just close your eyes and drop in and no, it'll all work itself out. hundred percent. It's incredible uh, yeah. to hear you say all that stuff, man. You're, you're hitting the nail on the head, dude. Well, my employees will tell you I work around the clock, but they also don't realize like there's huge chunks of the day I'm not sometimes, so I'm making up for it. Sometimes. Sure. No, I, the exact same thing, like travel. I always tell my wife, you know, it's sometimes, uh, especially if it's been a long time, I'm like, you know what? If I can go to a college campus for a couple of days, go meet with some folks and then come home, it's a great just like, all right, I'm out of here for a minute. And then I come right back. So yeah, the balance, the balance. It's of hard it. to find that if you can get a job where you can do 50, 50. 
that would be the best. Yeah. I don't think the perfect job exists, honestly. I, I just don't. It's but. still, that's why you're getting paid. It's, that's why they call it work. Yep. They, it's still something you d- would otherwise not be doing. Exactly. No, you hit it. Yeah. He's talking to, he's talking my language. I did my, th- I did my master's thesis on why people actually work. Um, so <laughs> we don't need, we're not going to bore. Is it because they need money? Or yep. like if you I just said it was up. money. I said that, well, my, my That's argument it. was it was just straight money. Like the people would not do the, the shitty jobs that are out there if it wasn't because they got paid. That was my, my whole totally. thesis. So we're not going to get into that. No one wants to hear okay. my thesis. <laughs> How long have you been married, Jason? Um, I guess almost 20 years. I, <laughs> I guess. Well, that I one's mean, on, maybe. That I mean, one's on the air, too. That, but it is <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that out. like 18 or so. Yeah. <laughs> that well, one's con- on the air. Congrats on that, <laughs> dude. Flies. Well, yeah, it's 18 because it's always a, it's a year more than, than A year more than your son's. Than <laughs> a year Everything's based on his age. Yeah, of course. Minus. Yeah, I base everything <laughs> chronologically from the year my kids are born and, yeah. you know, started a different career and all that stuff. It's all based on those milestone things. Um, yeah. Where did you meet your, your bride? And um, She, I met her in Burlington at, at the ski rack, the ski shop when I was, yeah, you know, drive, driving around, talking to shops. Oh, she, she, she was in the industry in some yeah, way. Yeah, she was um, selling clothing and skis and stuff in the store. Nice. Nice. Yeah, now she does uh, IT work. Very cool. And, and yeah, sick. Um, Jay, <laughs> I have to go be responsible and go jump into right. this class. I'm going to leave you with Chris. I'm not going right. to put you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot. Can we bring you back for a second episode sometime? <laughs> sure. And that way, I don't have to leave you hanging. <laughs> sure. All right, brother. It was great meeting you. Thanks for joining. I'm going to let Chris right. take it from here, brother. All right. Thanks. Enjoy your class, responsible dad. <laughs> Can you still hear me, Jason? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't want to make this whole episode like ski centric, but you know, it's, it would be easy to do because it's such a big part of my life. It's why I live in Utah. Um, yeah. but you had mentioned you're going to send your kid off to school. Um, yeah. where is he going and what does he want to be when he grows up? Well, he's, he's been dead set on being an air traffic controller for, it has to be at least five years. Like That's for, very you know, interesting. Yeah, I like everyone. Like, I don't even, I mean, everyone's just like, well, how would you know that or whatever? But here's the thing is like, it starts with like a drone, then you look online and you find out you can do, uh, you know, kind of like a virtual reality of it, of, sure, you know, air traffic controller. Next thing you know, he's like talking to people, controlling, directing planes and flying planes virtually mm-hmm. with other real people that are doing the same thing in this whole simulation. It's insane. Yeah. And so he just discovered it and he just like started getting deep into it. And, and then he wanted to take flying lessons just so he could talk to air traffic control, you know? So like, he's just wow. into it. Like I am into skiing. He's into that, you know, that's his thing. And that's it's very, awesome. that's so. such an interesting uh, way of getting into this profession. Cause I've been doing it for going on 25 years i don't know any different i I did it straight out of high school i joined the air force and that's where i learned to do it um so you learn a lot of different people's perspective on how they heard about this career because it's very Mm -hmm. unique um it's unlike anything else so that's interesting to hear his perspective on that um i think as a kid now you're you're just so exposed to anything you're interested in you Mm -hmm. know because you're on your phone and you're just searching and you find things out and then 
because you can have sim- these simulations. You can simulate just about any job or sure even do a lot of jobs before you even go to college if you really wanted. I grew up never knowing the difference. I, you know, like most of the people I tell them in air traffic controller, they still think I'm the guy, you know, waving the the flashlights oh, on the runway. That's gotcha. a that's a very very common misconception um, that I still get to this day. It's just like, yep, that's exactly what I do because you know, after explaining it for 25 years, you just kind of right. go, yeah, that's <laughs> what 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 um what about the stress of it? Because everyone threat. That is, that is also it's like, that's the craziest job. It's going to be so much stress. It's so much responsibility. Um, you know, I can't say that it's, it's completely lack thereof, but yeah, it's not something we're sitting and thinking about. It's just the job that we do. Um, I, I could tell you 50 other jobs I think are way more stressful. I think your job is more stressful than mine because you're not constantly thinking. <laughs> yeah. Because of the time constraints and, yeah. you know, weight on your shoulders constantly, um, you have more time to probably think about it than I do. Where it's, yeah. I'm just doing my job and things kind of come at you and you're just taking care of them the way you were trained to do. So that's like really good to hear. Asking really a good. police officer or a fireman or, or somebody in that type of high operational, in, you know, career. Mm-hmm. Are you constantly stressed? Well, no. Yes, it can be a stressful job, but it's fun when it gets busy. That's, I mean, I eat it up. I love it. If I didn't love it, I, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I enjoy what I'm doing, and I hope your son finds the same kind of passion for it. Cause yeah, it seems that you follow your passion, and a job doesn't feel like a job, right? Exactly right. I, I say all the yeah. time, man, it's a good thing they pay us because <laughs> of the the work we get to do sometimes it's fun and exciting and that's good to hear it does have the the stress moniker added to it but it's it's also not a job that is for every that for everybody not everybody yeah can or should do it so yeah i don't know it's it's unique in that way i can't even compare it to anything else but yeah. i also don't know anything else either so which yeah. is interesting <laughs> following your passions that's the way to go yeah you enjoy doing what you're doing. It doesn't feel as much like a job other than having to get up and go there every day and spend that much time away from family. Yeah. Um, has, has your son had the opportunity to go see air traffic control in real life in a tower mm-hmm. or a radar setting? Yeah. Yeah. He he went. We we have a friend in town who works uh, flies for JetBlue, and he okay. got him into one to check it out. and. And then we also visit some colleges that have the simulations and he's all about it. So that's where they have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's gotten a lot closer to it than I would have expected just because once you tell other people like, like yourself, mm-hmm. you would have been like, Oh, let me get you somehow to get, yeah. you know, a little bit closer. Like people enjoy sharing their passion, you know, once you find those people and they're, I'm sure they're very, very passionate about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. In that sense, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where is he going to go to school? Are you at to say? He's looking at North Dakota or Arizona. Okay. uh, Arizona was, I forget the name of that place. I can't remember the name of it, but there's only a a small handful of schools you can pursue this career. You know, you go military or you go in a very small percentage of schools. So it's a very small world in that in that aspect. So, um, 
That's great. Yeah. And um, what else can I ask without just getting I mean, all I, totally on skiing? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, as far as like that goes, I just, I just think for as how it is for me, anyways, is do just follow whatever you want to do, and if you don't like it after a while, then just switch. You know what I mean? Like, sure. try to take the pressure off. I was like, go to school for that, and if in the middle of school you want to change it, change it. And if you graduate and you get out, and then you decide you don't like the job, then just get a different job. Because like so many people I know, um, get you know, or kids that reach out to me and like, Oh, I want to do this. And like, what should I do? And it's just like, one thing will always lead to another. That's what I always tell people. And it's like, same with my kid. It's like, if you don't like something, you change it up. It doesn't mean like it was a waste of your time. Like you gain something from it and you're going to gain something more because of the people you meet during that, that then introduce you to others or whatnot. You know, I so, can't, I can't agree with you more. I mean, yeah. Listen up, everybody. These are this is uh, huge <laughs> advice. I mean, every experience I've had, whether I've enjoyed it or not, is just that. Um, is is another? I don't want to say notch on my belt, but you know what I mean. It's another life experience that's helped yeah. me in so many other different aspects. It's a step towards the ne- whatever the next thing is, which you're not going to know until you get there. One hundred percent. As far as I mean, you got a great mindset on on being a father being a business owner um what is i mean you're you're hitting up tons of advice what are some (laughs) of the successes and maybe failures that you've learned from that i don't know you've been able to i guess um show your 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 children or your your son an example of can you think Um, of one one specific uh instance of of something that like a uh, like a great success you've had or maybe maybe a failure that you've learned from and then you can give him this you know oh. bit of life experience to say this is what helped me and this is what didn't yeah help I mean me. just just showing just failing for me I mean I just equate everything to skiing so it's like when you're skiing you're never gonna progress in any sport unless you fail like you're gonna drop a baseball when you're trying to catch it until you get really good. You drop it enough, you'll know what not to do. Sure, that's how you get good at something. It's, it's like yeah, you know, you figure out what to do, but like, you know, I I admit it when I get over my head on something, you know, like I just take on something that's. I mean, it just that's just how I am anyway. I'm not gonna try to pretend I'm not. I didn't screw up or anything. Like mm-hmm. if I did, I did. And I guess maybe that's a way. I don't know. I don't have any like hard exact thing, but. That was a that was pretty on the spot, anyways. Bro. Okay. You know, yeah. I know that was a tough one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have any apprehension, or are you um, nervous about your your child leaving the nest? And, and you? <laughs> well, be- yeah. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be shedding some tears for sure. But yeah, it's like it's awesome. It's like for him, so it's all good. It's just how it goes, you know. Of course, I have some apprehension about me and my wife getting along after that. That's probably the most. You're you know, gonna have either. nobody else. It's gonna be no, you no, and her, and that's oh, it. Oh yeah, the empty nest thing will be a good adventure too. I mean, it's all, everything. I feel like every five years or four years, there's like another transition into something else. Just in general in life. I mean, when you're a kid, you're doing that, but you're kind of being directed. Yeah, you're switching schools every four years. Then you're getting a job, and it's like you probably switch the job after three or four years. But like, 
once you're done with all that and now you're it it's i mean there's still now it's all on you to like switch it up and i just find that i end up doing that i end up every four or five years just like switching my, my game plan and it, it works out me and my wife are like we're, we're on the same page enough luckily Good. that it works out you know like we just bought a building just for and then because it was a wicked opportunity it's like we wouldn't have seen that coming three years ago but then we we're just both like yeah like the bank will actually loan it to us and then like i could set up my office and shop there and so amazing yeah it's always an adventure you know? staying flexible and brave because that's what this <laughs> life takes a lot of time better taking risks and being yeah, brave yeah i love don't. taking risks that's the thing i really enjoy taking risks but as i got get older now it just it's more stressful it used to take risks i'd be like whatever fuck it you know yeah. like now you take risks and you're like well i might have something to lose in this case but i sure. still love taking risks just love it good good that that, that comes is from skiing too a little bit amazing advice jay i um I, I don't want to take too much more of your time i could sit here and talk to you for you know a long, long I'll time. I'll come out to Utah. I'll be in the chairlift. That's where you have the good combo. That is where the best things happen. You get some yeah. some really good experience uh, from another human being on the chairlift. Those you can yeah. make an entire podcast of just chairlift conversations. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, I'll I will say where can people find you uh, on your socials? If there are any shout outs you want to give, yeah, just, right now, yeah, the, just J Skis is my website. Just J S K I S dot com. Okay, and um. I'm just Jason Leventhal on social media. You'll you'll see. I mean, right on my website, it's my email, Jason at jskis.com. and I'm very easy to reach. So yes. check it out if you're a skier or you just want to see what this is all about. Absolutely, Jason. I appreciate your time. I can't thank you enough. I hope we do get the the opportunity to to talk more because. There was probably 50 questions I'm looking at that I didn't even get to scratch the surface <laughs> All with. right, cool. But I did time. get all of the, um, you know, you you answered all the questions before I even could ask them. You're a dad cool. uh, and you show up and you give a shit. And that's really, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that is such right a huge um, win right there off the bat. I know you Hey, know. I'm not always a successful dad either, man. No. Nope. Plenty of fails. Plenty of regrets. And, oh, I really fucked this one up. <laughs> that comes with the territory. Just but like that's everything. how you learn. I have three boys of my own. and Oh, boy. Oh, uh, man. That's an adventure. One of them that's is just awesome. hitting the teenage years. It's, it's, it's kicking my ass harder than anything thus far has thrown at me. I bet. So, I bet. Um, if you have any questions for me, um, you know where we can find you. I'm I'm still in the industry of air traffic control. If your son has any questions. that's I appreciate it. Of course. I'm always here. Um, if you do make it out to Utah, would love to, to, to get a rip with you one day. Cool. Skiing nothing but line and J skis for the last, shit, 20 years. So Couldn't be doing it without your support people like <laughs> skiers like you thank you of course uh we appreciate the time you gave and until next time stay positive and love your life appreciate you jason thanks